You're listening to The Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. Going on, everybody. Busy week, man. We've been expoing, indo, outdo, hanging out, seed to sale. Been running around, guys, trying to get the lowdown in the in in what's going on? Yeah. What's growing on? Sorry, <laughs> yeah, man. Really good, uh, interesting people we ran into. It was it was a fun weekend. It's such a good time to be in this uh, industry in this community. Man, it's awesome. It is. I trip out sometimes, thinking like, wait a minute, I I am working right now. I really <laughs> like in the, in a trailer burning down on Jay's talking a little business, but we'll talk about that coming up and what's going on. Sure. If you guys don't know, we got a bunch of uh, this and that and what's going on. Check out some dank nugs today. Uh, talk about, like I said, the Indo Expos. Oh, Scotty has a little bit of uh, some uh, some conversation about the craziness with online dating. You're saying I was or internet dating? I guess we'd call it. I, I was just talking to Guru man, and he was. Ta- is it, wait, is it about like dating or is it just about hooking up? He was just telling me what it's like. To, I was talking about how it's like used to be so much goddamn work, man. To date a girl, you have to ask her out and take her out and stress about the first date and everything. And man, now he just says it's, they say Netflix and chill. And that just means you want to come right. over and fuck. I mean, dude, come on. Hold on. Man. Come on. I got, I'm going to take notes, so save some of it for later. I'm just kidding. I'm a happily married man. Yeah. But um, I talk a little bit about what's going on on our grows off the cusp. Cuff. Man, I screwed it up again. What's a cusp anyway? Why do I say cusp? I don't know, man. Off the cuff. I don't even know what that is, man. The only person I know who says that is Bobo on Howard Stern. So I don't even know if I'd use that. All righty. Well, let's get ready to get into it here. Yes, sir. We'll give a shout out to uh, motivational song just before the show. <laughs> not the get, not the get low when the whistle blows. I was listening to another one too. Although get low when the whistle blows, motivation for sure, especially when you get some of the the dances up on there. But um, the, the 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 lyric quote of the show is I'm going to do a Dave Matthews. You know, so it's it's I can't believe that we lie in our graves and wonder if we spent our living days well. So think about it, man. You can go deep with that one. Oh, that's why I hate Dave Matthews, man. <laughs> that's the kind of shit I got to say to myself in my head when I'm like, dude, I got so much to do. I shouldn't go snowboarding today. And then I say, I can't believe that we would lie in our graves wondering if we spend our living days. Well, you know, it justifies it all out. Yeah, man. Yeah. Just do something you're passionate about, man. You know, I was, I was thinking about that as we were pseudo working uh, this week. And, man, I kind of came home and I was, you know, 
uh, taping up packages and getting packages out till like one in the morning sometimes, me and Mrs. Real. And I was like, man, is this okay? Uh, you know, living work like this? You know, am I a sellout? Is this what we're supposed to be doing? And uh, I scratched my head. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I love what I'm doing. I love being able to to spread the grow, you know, the grow knowledge and the microbes and uh, and just I really feel passionate about what I'm doing. So I don't mind doing it till one in the morning. Hey. There's one thing to be said, man. When the getting's good, you try and get it. We're on the brink of uh, yeah, it's not- prohibition falling completely here, so I'm going to get after it. That's for sure. Yeah, but it's not like I'm selling like mortgages for overblown houses or used cars to people that can't afford them or something like that. You know, I'm you know talking, trying to tell people the soil's alive and that cannabis is good medicine. You know, cannabis is good in general. So I love doing that, and I never get tired of it. And even when I do get tired, it's easy to to, to be re-energized. Yeah, I feel you. All right, let's get into this here, which we already have been getting into yeah. it. But uh, I need to get a little bit of a primetime supporter shouting out. We're just hanging with uh, Spectrum King at the Seed to Sale. Thanks, guys, for hooking up on uh, getting in there and hanging out at the show. We got to be able to walk around and see what business looked like. The Seed to Sale show, guys, was more, uh, you know, if you yeah, you're. Uh, I'd say it's geared toward like dispensary owners, the guys that are spending the money, and more. Not not like the Indo Expo was more of a show that was uh, just. Uh, we'll talk about it in a minute. But regardless, we hung out there. They had a big badass booth. It was crazy. Walk in there right next to Gavita. I'm like, hey, you guys got your booth right next to Gavita, and it's twice as big and twice like as note. bright. I don't want to be a, be a dick, we- but those HPSs just don't look bright when they're in uh, when, when they're out in the shows. It's this yellow light, and it doesn't. You know, you see a yellow light, and then you see that bright white spectrum king and you're like oh come on man yeah so they're killing it that was a lot of fun um and as well who you got Scotty? you know what i want to throw some love to way to grow we go to that studio every week that equipment everything that they believed in us early and uh man what, what great folks over there so i was uh just over at way to grow a couple of days ago stocking up so got nothing but love let me break down the d- yeah, ahead, so sorry. i was just gonna say another bit of love for him and one of the first people to offer canna uh shit they might still be one of the only, only people in colorado to offer canna but just super high quality nutrient you can walk in there get great advice and great products so shout out to your way to grow seven locations across colorado breakdown if you're a colorado grower by the way with way to grow if you go on up in the store use dude grows account please you'll get a discount you'll help out the show mm-hmm. you can try and do the dude grows bulb deal or i think it's dgs dude grow show dgs hort mm-hmm. should still be in their system for a 60 dollar thousand watt hortelux hps yes. um enjoy a seven dollar co2 refill i think that's about all the hot deals they don't have anything on sale on a current sale right now so but i'd have to let the people know yeah, man. Can we jump in and talk about the Hortelux guys? I thought that was pretty interesting meet, meeting with those guys last week. And we saw them. They, they did both conventions. Oh, no, they did the uh, Indo Expo. And, man, uh, yeah, interesting team up there, man. Uh, that uh, Hortelux, uh, I know they're just, uh, what they do? They just released the Ceramic HPS. Well, and the double-ended, that's their their latest release. Yeah, there's a couple interesting things that they have over there. The ceramic HPS, it only comes in a 600, though, is the only thing. But a really interesting spectrum. Go look at the spectral chart on that thing, man. Ton of red. Just a ton of red. So, you know, cool yeah. stuff. But, yeah, there's all sorts of interesting tech, man. So what do you think, man? You think, uh, you know, as far as all the HPS stuff. Are, wait, are we into Grow Talk here, I man? Think- are we into it? 
or what's, gro- what what's, mean, what's growing on, rather. I mean, oh, are we officially allowed to be in this part of the show? Yeah. Is that what you're asking yeah. me? Am I jumping ship well, again? I'll, say, I'll, I'll finish up your... Sure. We'll get back on track. I'll finish up your talk with, with Hordelux. What I'm envisioning is seeing by the end of the year, um, I don't know if it'll be available to the grower, but they're going to have their hands on an LED that they want to get out. Or They just seemed really interested in some of the LED lighting at the expo, and they're walking around and stuff, and I'm not saying that to diss on their lighting. Hell, I got a 600... HPS burning right now, growing some lemon G. So, but Look, yeah, it's hard to deny that what's what's coming with the LED. So it's hard to deny that HPS or that uh, LED, LED is the future. I mean, I have that grow tent where I have a 600 watt now. It's not a Hordelux, but I I really don't know that they would make that much of a difference. I have a 600 watt HPS on one side, and it's just a, a used bulb that Bruce Banner gave me. He only had a couple hours on it, but he gave me a whole 600 setup, so I put it up. Uh, and then uh, the 400 watt grow mouse light, you know, or the the, uh, the homemade LED light that it, that we all made together. Uh, what is it? Uh, it's 400 watts. Uh, so it's a 400 watt LED versus 600 watt. HPS, and I'll take some pictures. I'll show you guys. The difference is huge, man. I mean, the uh, the LED just looks spectacular. The plants are just praying. They've got this beautiful, deep, deep green color to them, and the internodes are stacked. And this thing's a 400-watt light up at the ceiling. You know, it's covering a 5x5 five five area nicely. You know, that's amazing. Yes, yeah. kind of amazing. We'll uh, see. Not five by five completely. Uh, we, yeah, I've we'll got my bamboo in the you know in the corner and stuff like that. That's growing. So no, it's not. It's not a hundred percent weed or anything like that. But yeah, it's covering this five by five. It is. We got to give a shout out to executive producer man before we forget. We got DOT or Department of Transportation Mike, if you will. He's in uh, getting on. I won't say the bandwagon, but the the more and more interest in no till. And I think we might have missed one of his questions. That was in Grower Questions. He put up a cool post called More No-Till Vids for Mr. Real. Yeah. Since you had uh, said several times, made a New Year's resolution, is to watch more videos for knowledge. Yes. So, Less TV, more videos. I don't know if he... Less Matthew McConaughey uh, on it, right? <laughs> he was recommending to you, I don't know if you've heard of this channel, uh, KGB Grower. So, and he has a no-till series. I guess this is episode one. I haven't watched any of it, but it looks pretty damn inform- informative. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I guess you go check it out over there on YouTube. I'll try and subscribe to him and see what's up. Definitely. And appreciate DOT Mike getting that information up. That post, guys, we'll put it is in the show notes today. Episode, shiz, what are we? 351. 351. 351. 351. We're at 350 um, yesterday. A couple days ago. He has some good questions, some good conversation pieces uh, for for the uh, the DGC, and there's a link to the first video, episode one, no till, right here. So appreciate it. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. Do Do you believe in an edibles hangover? Is that something that's real? I think I might have one. I seem a little slow yeah. today. I went to a concert with my buddy yesterday, and uh, had a great time. Was out till like two in the morning. Not out. Was up till two in the morning and ate a nice strong hunk of that edible. Those three fifties that I had, the three hundred fifty milligrams. Oh man, yeah, a quarter of one of those and just laughed my ass off. Had such a great time. Everybody was beautiful. Yeah, it was great. Would well, you go out with our realtor friend? Yes, yes. Gotcha. Cool. Good times, man. Edibles for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> But again, my edible was 10 times stronger than everybody else's. Kind of makes you scratch your head and feel like you fucked up somewhere. 
Depends on what it is. Did you say you know what it is? Is it sativa? Is it indica? Or is it claimed to be a certain strain or anything? Just tell me it's strain dependent. Okay. <laughs> my okay. favorite. It's my favorite. Uh, no, I, I don't know what it was, man. It was I, No, I really don't know what it was. I mean, that could be dangerous, right? You could just be edible up something that's just going to make you want to go to sleep. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess you could. It's true. I mean, I guess that's not that dangerous just to go to sleep, but... How does all that work, man? So THC isn't THC. The THC molecule is THC, right? When if when they're doing those those edibles that they just distill out, so it's just the THC you're getting, and you're not. Wait, getting, just let me answer your question straightforward. You're going to say entourage I, effect, aren't you? No, you, I mean that's banned. But <laughs> I think you tuned up a little bit too much, or tried to get a little higher before the show to see if I was on the same level. And you just asked. You go, you go, is THC, THC? Yeah, it is THC. So, yes, THC is THC. So <laughs> Are all THCs created equal? When I see 350 milligrams of THC on, a, you know, on the side of a, a label, um, is that just, a, you know, mat, no matter if you start out with whatever strain, can you still, dis, you know, just like when you start with alcohol, okay? You can start with bourbon. You can start with... You know, whatever vodka, rum, but what you get at the end—if you distill it 100, you know, down to alcohol—you get alcohol. I don't think there's, I don't think there's any difference in the alcohol molecule from bourbon as there is from wine. It's at the end you're just extracting the alcohol and throwing out everything else. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Anyway, something to think about. Now that you break it down like that. Yeah. Wait, before we get, before we get into some tank nugs in the vault, I wonder we were BSing. I was watching, uh, yeah, everybody knows, I do like to indulge in, I don't know, probably one out of every five Joe Rogan shows, and he had this dude on, I was telling Scotty, this guy was on there, he was like a motivational speaker, and like he's pretty successful, and he did YouTube wine videos, and you're like, oh, it's Gary Vaynerchuk. Is that how you say Gary it? Vaynerchuk. Vaynerchuk, yeah, man, absolutely. So I didn't know, I don't know much about the cat, I'm only like half hour into the episode, other than it's like, ah, oh, it's giving some pretty insightful information, seems smart with business, what do you know about the dude? I, I've read his book, Crush It, it's called, and, uh... <laughs> his book's called Crush, Crush It? it. And, yeah. And, like, I thought it would be, I was like, oh, cool, man, this guy seems cool, let me check it out, a guy built, took his family's real estate, or, I'm sorry, uh, liquor store, I think his dad ran a small liquor store growing up, and he took it and made it, like, a $12 million, like, wine type of... Oh, he crushed it. Yeah, he, cr- he did, he crushed it you know and i'm looking at the guy and i'm like uh yeah if i have like boundless energy you know what i mean it should you know like the fucking energy this guy has he's working like 18 hours a day fucking like 360 days a year flying everywhere just the most serious business guy ever man just always thinking always working well fuck yeah of course that's how you get rich god damn it I want to do it and still enjoy my life and relax a little bit, man. But then he's going to lie in his grave and wonder if he spent his living days well. Fuck yeah, he probably never even gets a chance to listen to Dave Matthews, man. He probably listens to tons of (laughs) Dave Matthews, man. On his headphones while he's at the gym, Uh, man. Multitasking. You know, you do wonder about if you're fucking constantly flying from here to there. If you're constantly, if you're listening to music, but you don't really get to enjoy it because you're checking your emails and uh, dealing, you know, thinking about stressful shit instead of letting your mind wander. Man, you know, that's not, it's, it's a hell of a lot less enrichment, man. You know, when you diminish the experience like that, you diminish the enrichment and that diminishes, I don't know, what I want out of life. 
Is that when you're like a really powerful dude? Like when you're at the gym and you're you're you have headphones in and you're making deals and working out at the same time? I know in the movie, um, oh, uh, the Big Short. I just watched. Right. They like the, this one guy is always on it, always on point. And then one scene, he's like at the gym and he's like doing pull ups or something, and like he gets this big call about a big stock deal and shit. And I remember seeing that in multiple movies. That's like how they depict the. Uh, the ultimate powerful bunny guy, man. You could work out, make deals at the same time. <laughs> you can't do two things at the same time and give them both concentration. I mean, I study this shit. You know, I'm trying to. Dude, I'm going to do the Dude Grow Show live from the elliptical <laughs> machine, you know? That's why it bums me out anytime. I, I'm guilty of it as well. I'm trying not to do it. And I'm very guilty of this. But you're hanging out with somebody, they're talking, and you whip out your phone. And you start, you know, and, you know, somebody texted me. Let me, let me, you know, check my phone. You're like, dude, I mean, you totally just drop the attention you were giving to that person man so it's kind of weird i don't know but what's yeah. the, you know i mean just think about like listening to music you're listening you're jamming out to rage against the machine or some fucking great song that you that you love and means something to you while you're you know riding your bicycle or taking a walk or something and you're giving it your undivided attention you're thinking about it you're dreaming you're imagining your imagination is going wild your introspection maybe is going wild you're thinking you know your neurons are firing you know it, and, it, you know, it's, it's something that's creative. I think it stimulates your creative part of your brain. When you're fucking checking emails and riding an exercise bike and fucking fielding a text while listening to that music, it don't mean shit to you, man. It's just background noise. So the experience is completely different. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. That's why I get super annoyed. You know, I've been calling you out sometimes, man, when too, too many times. The, the person that it'll drive me the crazy with, we're trying to multitask. Is if my wife is looking at her phone, texting, and I'm talking to her, but she's not looking at me, I'll stop talking. <laughs> what? I'm listening. She'll go, what? I'm listening. I'm like, I don't care if you're listening. You're not looking at me while I'm right. talking to you. Yeah, man. my kid does it the same the shit thing. Out of me. It bothers the shit out of me. You're all right, brother. Anyway, so, uh, hey, before we go to break here, let's do these dick nugs. Yeah. There's dick nugging here from uh, Sen Cal Burner, and... Uh, Looks like it is a dank nug, but we have to give a photography tip to uh, do the, the easiest way. Well, Scott, like, taped a, 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 one of those lenses over your sure. camera lens or whatever. So, I mean, this, is t- this picture is taken, which, don't get me wrong, Sengal, it's a beautiful flower. Um, under, it looks like HPS lighting, yeah. so it's got that yellow. Yellow, yellow look to it. So you can take HPS correcting glasses and put it over your camera lens. You take any get glasses, cool shots. any sunglasses will, will work. HBS correcting well, glasses well, seem like a way to spend $150 more at the grocery store. No, they work a little better in turning that into white light, whereas sunglasses just kind of, they'll dim it down. But uh, no, they're not much. They used to be real cheap. You think you can get the, the active air ones from Hydro Farm for the cheapest. If you go like the Method 7, man, Italian frame, right. these, you know, and you want to... But if you use them for your everything glasses, too, maybe that works for you. I have a sunglass limit in my life of $40. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Anything over that, you're guaranteed to lose them. But anyway, 1,000 nugs. What are you hooking up for people putting in a dang Yeah, nugs? I, we were just going to give everybody 1,000 nugs that we're showcasing on the show. So thank you so much. That is, uh, that is some beautiful bud there, man. I wonder if he's cutting that down or how long he's got on that. Send Cal Burner. Yes, yes. Uh, what you got, man? Right. What you, you got? 
Oh, tease the vault, dude. Tease the vault real oh, quick. What do you have yeah, in there? You know what, man? I just wanted to say I uh, was out of Canna, man. I went to go uh, use the, my not my no-till bed, but I've got a couple of hempy buckets, old school hempy buckets that I used to use in Canna A and B with. I ran out and I looked over in the Nug Vault and there was uh, uh, RX Green Solutions. So the Grow A and B, I grabbed some of that. I took, checked it out. Good. Looks really clean. This is the first time I'm actually using it myself. But yeah, really clean stuff, about 10 to 15 mils per gallon. Uh, so look looks pretty good, man. I loaded up the uh, reservoir with it. I will report back. But so definitely got plenty of that. Uh, RX Green Solutions, I want to say there's Grow A and B and Bloom A and B in there if you all want to try some along with me. Uh, as well as uh, Grow More's Mendocino Honey. I must have 15, 20 quarts of Mendocino Honey. So if anybody's brewing teas or just wants a, just a isolated, a good quality molasses, uh, Mendocino Honey in the Nug Vault. Go grab you some from Grow More. Hell yeah. Hook it up, guys. Go over to dogirls.com. Get your nugs by just hanging out on the site, posting dank nugs, posting memes, making comments, and go buy some shiz and have Mrs. Real in the shipping department take care of you. Yeah. Yeah, sounds real good. Right. Let's take... Or wait, is it? Is it? Or is Sean's kind of in the shipping department? Grow Guru sometimes? Yeah, he's covering... Man, I was laughing, man. You know, the duality of life, man. I had a duality of life moment while drinking some coffee about an hour ago. <laughs> because, uh, man, we had a great... You know, me and Grow Guru, Sean... Grow Guru slash Sean. Uh, we were over, you know, what did we go to the Seed to Sale show yesterday? And we're hanging with Spectrum King and uh, we're hanging, hanging with the president of Hordelux a couple of days before that. And I just had an amazing time at that Indo Expo at Press Passes and, you know, really, really living the dream, man. Just permagrant on our faces, man. And uh, <laughs> this morning we're back in the recharge dungeon. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Call it the recharge dungeon. from hero to zero. It's probably twenty five degrees out. We're scooping recharge and just you know ma- making packages and getting them out, man. So you know, shit. You got to take the the good with the bad, I guess. But you know, li- life's complex, right? I guess. Come boy, life. What? what I said it's complex? complex. You know, it can't all be good. I used to remember when I was a grower and I just kind of. I had money, you know, and it was good. I, you know, I was going fucking harvesting all the time and had money and, and all that. And I was like, wow, life is so good. You know, <laughs> I don't have to go to school. You know, I don't have to, you know, go to go wake up early for a job. I don't have to do this or that. You know, I can just go out to lunch whenever I want. But without really, you know, having limits, you know, or without, you know, without having some, something I'm trying to think of how to say this. If it's without having a wife and kids, no, <laughs> that's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is, a damn, wife and kids is. is Anyway, if you ahead. just party all the time, even if all is good, you got money, you got you know as much weed as you want, whatever you want, you can't just party all the time, man. You can't just no because then partying is not as fun anymore. Yeah. You, have, you don't have the fucking ups and downs. Partying it's is not a release, man. You know what I mean? So you got you got to build, you know, got to work, man. You work you tr- even if it's not something just for money. If you're trying to, you know, or- organize an event or throw a party, whatever, but something where you work and you concentrate, and then when you party, you release. But you can't just do one thing all the time. There really is a duality, duality of life, man. That's why you got to worry about yeah. like spoiled rich people that just have money and just throw it around all the time. They don't really get that duality. Duality. You know, they don't get the other side. You always got to see the other side. Well, if you get the other side, you can just take happy pills anyway. Okay? <laughs> I think you're on to something there, man. It seems to be the way that the TV tells you to go. 
We'll be right back, guys. Check it all out at dudegrows.com. Plenty more was growing on. Right. You gotta grow somewhere else Cause they won't quit As long as it will get you high Rippers will keep on living the lie Growing alien blue was frosting up pink But I won't get to smoke it because of Bud Thieves Bud Thieves Someone growing over there Feeding his family while living with the fear Cause there's a lawman with a pen in his hand Telling us what we can and can't grow on our land Think it's time to light up and pass one round Stop locking people up for smoking down Weed still burning in the bong It's our freedom We've been earning all along Good people opening their minds Getting so much resistance From the closed and unkind Think it's time to light up And pass one round Stop locking people up for smoking down The lies fall in defeat You can't deny Nature's truth in weed Laughing and feeling Good inside Instead of buying Xanax, grow urban Get high, think it's time to Light up and pass one round Stop locking people up for smoking Just light up and pass One round, stop locking people up for smoking Alright, alright 
Let's see here. You want to talk a little bit about? I don't know. Take it away, man. We'll talk about the expo. Take it away. I mean, we had a great time. Yeah, we could. Talk, yeah, a little bit. Definitely. We got to uh, talk full on. That was good, guys. Two day expo. Recommend it for next year. I N D O. They do two. I think it tours a few different cities. So check out if it might be around you. But it was put together well this Very year. Well. And Shout out. met a lot of cool people. I will give my cool person meetup to, uh, well, first, thanks to Joel. Raymond Nutrients came and introduced himself. That was cool. Very interesting guy. Good stories. <laughs> Real and, good stories, uh, man. You could chime in on uh, Dax, man. Dax yes. and Scott, Scotty got to enjoy a dab, man. Tell him about that shiz. Best dab ever, okay? Oh, you're giving it the best oh, dab ever? far, man. This thing looked like, I mean... This guy Dax showed up in the at the travel trailer. They let us park right up in front of the Indo Expo. I don't know if they let us. We just saw a whole bunch of cones. I don't know what those cones are for. So we just moved them and just you know, figured that the stoners wouldn't need to be so stoned they wouldn't say anything, man, which is exactly what happened. They were like, hey, cool, man. These must be for you. All right. But we parked right up front, man, and this guy showed up with, like, you know, the Pelican case, the full-on case, and opens it up. And I knew I was in for a good one when uh, he set up his Q-tips right next to it. So every time that he took a dab, he immediately took a Q-tip and cleaned out the bowl. So it looked like it was just, like, <laughs> fresh, fresh from the factory. But um, he was a, a rosin guy. A Dax for, has the Dax Tractor, which is, like, a, what, like a four or $5,000 rosin press. Uh, pretty serious one, you know, like a machine shop made type of thing, not some Chinese crap. And uh, it was fucking amazing, man. He was explaining how it was all done, and then he put pulled out some rosin that he had. And, dude, I am a rosin fan. I mean, it just comes out like the, what he had was just, just like almost clear. It was so light. It was just this light golden stuff, man. And it was kind of little on the... Nah, it really wasn't gooey, I guess. A little bit if he heated it up, I guess. But he gave me this giant dab. This would have been three times the amount of, of, of uh, whatever extract that I would have put on, uh, you know, on, on that I would have done myself. And I was like, all right, fuck it. It's, you know, everybody's here. We're partying. Let's fucking do it. What's the worst that can happen? And, man, it's so smooth. It was like nothing ever happened, man. So it is amazing. I guess you get a good quality rig. You keep it clean. Uh, it was had a lot to do with temperature. I noticed he heated this thing up and then waited for it to cool way down. And he was saying something about having a quartz, you know, whatever it was, nail or bowl. I, I don't know, the, the nomenclature. I was all worried, too, man, because I'm like, that's one of the things with Dabs, man, is I, I rarely do them. I didn't do it at that time. I was already, we, I mean, literally, he came into the trailer right after we just got done with, like, an hour-long session. Yeah. And and you're like, yeah, man, I'll hit one up. And I was like, dude, I still got to go back in and take care of just a couple things. I didn't want to get too high to where I, you got, like, awkward talking to people. Um, but you're like, no, nah, I kind of missed out on that one because, like you said, super smooth. Flavorful. And we're going to try hell. and get him on, guys. You can check out um, uh, Dax. It's Dax Tractor. I think he's over on Instagram. He is over on Instagram. We're trying to get him up on the show and talk some BS, man. He has some crazy stories and some good shit, and we'll try and get an introduction to his machine for for the crew. Yeah. It's a really cool rosin press. It's a spendy rosin press, for sure, but uh, we'll get into yeah, it. Yeah, it was really interesting what he was saying. So, you know, you pre-press it. You know, you kind of just form. I think they were talking about putting put basically about an ounce into this thing, you know, one of those little sleeves, and you kind of form it into a puck. Then you put, the, put it in the sleeve, and it's about an ounce. And then they were saying that... Um, what is it? You do like two presses, right? The first press, what, like 
15,000 pounds. I can't remember, man. I remember the second press was like 25,000 pounds you could go up to and just squeeze like a, a grade A and then a grade B out of it. And they were talking pretty much at the end, you're getting the same yields as with the butane extractor. And I just love the idea of you're just squeezing it. That's all you're doing. You know, it's, it's no chemicals, no risk of blowing up. I like it. Maybe a little shrapnel in the gut every now and again with the plates. I explode, love the but... solventless thought, man. Yep. And that's, I mean, I'm not trying to say that. I, I, I guess that's what's doing it. But definitely if I want to get some of that, um, you know, extractor man sharing some of the wax. And that's in a, a butane system closed loop. And I get the cough on it, man. I got to be real gentle with it. So Yeah, this stuff. And I did not get any kind of a cough with this stuff. No, it looks, and you said the taste was amazing. Oh, so, and so. that has to do with the temperature. I'm learning about that stuff. Um, but, yeah, that's why he let it cool down for so long was to get some real good flavor out of it. And that, that makes sense yeah. as well. It does. I was, I was doing my dabs too hot. But, hey, you know what, man? Right. Can I give a little bit of love what, to what? Christian? Uh, I won't say his last name, although he uses it on the uh, Google Plus group. Christian G, straight G. Oh, yeah, he, sh- he showed up with some nice bud. Dude, what a, you know, that really got me thinking when I saw his bud because a lot of people came through with bud, and it all had crystals. Everybody's bud had crystals on it, and everybody was very proud of their bud, man. But his had crystals and had flavor, and you could taste it with some, I can't remember what it was. I'm so sorry. Give me a big bag of it, too, but some something with orange in it and when i exhaled i was like fuck yeah nice job because on the exhale you could actually taste the orange it wasn't even just a sweet fruity flavor it was a little bit of a sour orangey flavor a citrus flavor and i was like cool man that's like that's why you go through all the extra steps to to try to grow, grow a clean product just like these wine snoots and beer snoots that are like, oh, I can really taste the finish on that. What a great nose, you know, <laughs> you know, to uh, to to go and and smoke some really good quality cannabis that's you know named because because it it does taste like what it's supposed to. I really dug that. That was cool. Yeah, definitely. Everybody there, man. We're gonna, oh, who's that one cat? Um, this guy came in. It to the trailer. Seagull. Ah, wolf, wolf, sorry. No, the guy just walks in and he goes, hello, I'm Wolf, and I invented the Sea of Green. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of knew what he was talking about. There was like a really old school article that came out. I guess it was in High Times. I really don't remember, but it really inspired me back in the 90s where I was like, oh, fuck, that's the way you do it. The Amsterdam table method they were touting. And it was just like, I don't know, a bunch of plants per square foot. You just jammed them together in these little, like, four-inch rock wool cubes, and uh, you flowered them up really small. And it was, you know, supposedly it just yielded super heavy, man. I mean, you got, like, what, an ounce, ounce and a half off each of those plants, you know, and you just jammed yeah. them together. So, I don't know, it was, it was cool. But that, that's what I think of when I think of sea of green. Um well, he was, and it's Wolf Seagull is probably high. I, I was just so high. I was like, wait a minute, your name's Wolf and then Seagull, like the animal? And it's Wolf's like S-E-G-A-L. Um, and I found a quick little hit on him here on some of the things he's done. Uh, he, old school cat, he says his first cannabis crop was in 1971, first indoor grow in 75. And then they do have information on the Sea of Green here. Um, it says 81, begin developing the ideas behind Sea of Green after witnessing an accidental single spear plant of a friend 
I don't know what that exactly that means. means. He, he, must, seen he must have seen he, some one of his friends was growing, and somehow they must have screwed up and cut every branch off except for the, the main central cola. And so it's just a single cola. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking Yeah, single spear. Yes. Um, and then it says in 83... Um, became general manager at Hydrotech, studied inverse square law, and confirmed the potential yield benefits of Sea of Green. So inverse square law, I think what he's talking about is the fact that light dissipates. I think they call it the inverse square, meaning that, you know, it's four times uh, whatever. Each, you know, it's whatever, two, four, what is it, two, four, 16, you know what I mean? So it's like uh, exponentially um, weaker light is as you get further away. So, um, yeah, so what he's saying is he figured out that light weakens. If you're using these light bulbs, that as you get further away from from the source of the light, uh, your intensity goes so far down. So I think that he might have been one of the first guys to figure out that – bring everything to where your light is is strong you know you don't want to bring it right into the light bulb because we know that don't work out but even out your canopy i think is what he's saying so you get even light distribution to the canopy of all intense high quality light yeah yeah definitely and uh that that's crazy you just when somebody comes in and they're like uh you know we're very casual <laughs> Charismatic, if that's the right yeah. word, individual. Guy. He's probably in his, I don't know, sixties or something now. All sorts um, of stories. I, I expected to, to read his name if I if I if I keep reading the uh, the smoke signals book, or as I keep reading the smoke here, signals book, out, I expect I to hear know his if... name in there. You know, a Jack Her or something. I didn't know this uh, this one in 1986. He found and tested the Iwaska I Ace 940 watt bulb. The uh, Iwaska I. Now listen to this. Ayahuasca I E Y E. Um that's what the bulb he said he wrote about them in S T. I don't know what S T is what what magazine that's abbreviated Sensimilla for. Tips. And then what's that? Sensimilla tips, probably. Sensimilla tips. Yeah, you're right. And then it goes Ayahuasca, whose bulbs had never been used or, or been sold for horticulture, became Hortilux, the largest producers of H I D bulbs for horticulture lighting in the world. How did you not know that? Ah, I didn't know that either. Very interesting. Anyway, cool cat guys, check it out. He's got a podcast too. I think I don't know if the podcast is called Farmer in the Sky, but if you search or check the show notes today on episode three four one, um, Wolf S E G A L, interesting cat. Yeah. Tell him, dude, dude and Scotty said, "What's up? We were burning down." <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. So, what do you think about like seeing everybody's flowers, man? It kind of at the Indo Expo, a lot of people showed up in the smoke trailer and. Uh, showed off a lot of different bud, and you know everybody is very proud of their homegrown, and I'm happy for you. But I, I saw that there was a huge discrepancy of, you know, quality, and I think there's a, definitely people really need to understand a, a little bit more about like uh, uh, whatever. There's a lot of room for improvement in when to harvest and uh, how to flush. I've seen a lot of poorly flushed weed. Yeah. I mean, I thought you're talking though. You're talking. Did you talk about in the expo too? It was nice to say. Did you say how people had, uh, like, the new mill? Like, there's three, four jars just kind buds sitting yeah. out. You, I've never seen. I'm that not talking about that. That was beautiful bud there. This is. I mean, I agree with what you're saying for sure. Because a lot of people, like, we met the guys that were just having uh, the sage and sour. Um, uh, I think Grogu was those TJ genetic okay. growers. I'm not. What's okay. that? Okay. And uh, the, the the sage and sour I had, it's kind of like your business card. It looked awesome. 
Um, but inside the expo, there were always a few different, not a ton. It wasn't like the the uh, GH or whatever booth, but it was nice to see New Mill, a couple other people showing off um, their flour, and then actually having people make. Nick T was doing some hash. There was some rosin press pressing going on, like all kinds of active <laughs> stuff. Know, Super we were, cool. We and, were so close to getting that guy Dax to whip out an ounce and fucking squeeze it right in the in the. Uh, in the fancy expo yesterday, what was, what was that one called? The Seed to Sale Show, which it was really fancy. You know, they had all fancy coffees and silver, you know, whatever. And, you know, the silver service <laughs> was out and, you know, people in suits were, were around. And it was, very, it was very nice, very well done. That was at the real convention center. The one where yes. they don't let you smoke out in front of it. Yeah, they probably wouldn't let Torchmouth in there. <laughs> yes, come on, talk oh, to him, me guys, about this a, guy. We got a guy that uh, no, they just these cats. It's really cool. They just wander into the trailer, and the people that wonder that have the audacity. I'm not sure if that's the right adjective. I believe so. Just to wander in a random looking travel trailer to burn down, but that's no, kind of shit you do at a cannabis audacity event. Audacity maybe in any other place, but the cannabis trailer. Uh, yeah, or, True. you know, uh, in Indo Expo, in the Indo Expo, it is so kind. Everybody is so kind to each other because we're all so stoned. So it's just like as soon as you see people like looking, what the hell is this 1960s travel trailer doing here? And they're just peeking their head in, man. There's just such a vibe. Come on in here. And yes. What do you think we're doing? We're smoking weed. Get your ass in here and smoke with us. You know, like it's well, so, so funny, man. Yeah, you're right. It. This dude was uh, a glass blower, and like he wanted, you know, he had everybody has not everybody, but they have their rig kits, right? Like their Pelican case, hard case, like the this is the the extreme stoner's briefcase. It's not a briefcase; it's a rig kit, man. You got your rig, got your torch, your and, but he did a lot of blast, <laughs> a lot of glass blowing, and he does presentations and things. But his gig is he, he's hands free. He has this like um, old heavy duty welding looks helmet like the or something mask that he when he puts it on. <laughs> that he uh, mounted a torch to the front of it so he can work hands-free, I guess, while, while blowing it. Plus, it looks freaking crazy. <laughs> and um, he's all into, like, they, they said he's like uh, um, like the kid from, uh, man, I forgot they, how those friends made fun of him a little bit, in a good way, because he's all into this, like, gadgetry shit. The Asian kid from Goonies, right. I forgot his right. name, but... <laughs> Regardless, I've seen that yesterday. Um, really Goonies cool was on yesterday, and I still can't remember his name, man. <laughs> um, but we're going to try and get him to come to the DGC Cup, man, and have. Uh, it's cool to make these alliances. If I if I will go to that extent to you know show what he's doing, and we're going to try and get uh, Dax yeah. there with his machine, oh, so we can press rosin and smoke yeah. the rosin rolling right off the press with everybody. Yeah, first off, it's so um, it's fresh; it tastes so amazing. But could you imagine? Think about the DGC Cup entries. All right, you bring something in. Think about Moby Dill with that lemon G and how terpy that was last year. You know, so he brings some of that in, and we squeeze some rosin out of it, and now you can take the. T- taste the flower and you can taste the live ro- you know the, the rosin rather come on man pow that's gonna be <laughs> yeah, awesome be, that's like, the the freshest the freshest yeah i could get that'd be sweet yeah. um all right anyway let's see here where are we at what are we what doing you, are we still doing the show yes man right. yes you know i was at the uh <laughs> I was at the Indo Expo. I stayed overnight at the Embassy Suites. And I always like it because you can go get a free breakfast there. And uh, I was down there, and I seen they had just, like, 
everybody was drinking booze for breakfast, like mixed drinks for breakfast. I don't know if they were included or not, but it was like, you know, I seen mimosas and then I seen like, uh, what's the tequila sunrises? And I'm like, fuck. Maybe it's just one of those things. There's some people that, that, you know, that they they wouldn't usually ever drink at that time. But like, maybe, like you said, it's included when like somebody's like, what? Free alcohol. Let's get wasted. I know, man. Like, <laughs> and it just made me feel shitty, man. You know, it made me feel like that's why, like, uh, you know, some parts of the world, they hate capitalism. You know, they're like, you know, it's the scourge of humanity. And uh, I'm like, yeah, well, if you have no responsibility to people at all, and you're like, yeah, dude, if they want to buy booze at eight in the morning with their breakfast, who am I to not sell it to them? Man, my job is to sell booze. You know, and you're like, yeah. fuck. Our job is to... You know, to help things go forward, man, and not fucking put people, you know, not... not So you're saying you'd rather not have that alcohol available to them? I guess. I don't know. I mean, you're conflicted about it. I sounded like my kid was with me, and I... Next thing, I can't even get beer on Sunday with Scotty's Yeah, I sounded sounded like the old man. And my, you know, fuck, my kid says to me, she's like, don't you really have a TV show? Or aren't you working on a show called Wake and Bake America? And I just shut my mouth, you know? (laughs) But yeah, you can't shut your mouth. I say hell yeah. And, but that's what I'm saying. So, I, but I really do feel like getting drunk in the, you know in the morning. You know, I don't know, man. I just feel like that's you know for me to wake and bake and smoke a bowl before I go to work. I don't feel like that's hurting my uh, my production. But man, for me trying to drink a whole bunch and then go to work at, at breakfast is yeah, it's making me sloppy, man. So I just kind of. I, just, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the basics. Yeah, definitely. Who knows? Not alcohol every, is not a production drug. This was on the weekend. You know, Maybe I'm being a little bitch. You know what I mean? Everybody else is probably just going back, going to go back to their hotel and 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 you know just relax or go back to bed. So, but I guess I was working, so for me it seemed whacked. I'm a bit of the opposite, man. When I got to get shit done, I'll be like, man, I really feel like it's been busy. Oh, I got to work tonight too on just emails or the garden needs a lot. And then some of this night, well, man, I'll, I can at least enjoy a six pack here and I'll, I'll still do everything though. I never stop. I don't like, all right, I'll, I'm going to sit back. On, what's the typical move? Like where you sit back on the couch and you put your hand in your pants a little <laughs> bit like the but you know what? prehistoric male. I kind of needed that because for me, I, it would just be a nap for me. You know, if I, if I were to drink, I'd get nothing done. So it's kind of one of those things where you always want to think that everybody's just like you, man. If everybody just smoked instead of drank, they'd be fine because everybody's just like me and they're not. You know, everybody's unique and, and, and does their own things. Maybe I'm a lot different than everybody else. I probably am. And so, yeah, I got to stop being such a bitch. I think that's the moral of that story. Why you got to be so different, man? <laughs> yeah, just drink and watch TV, man. <laughs> Anyways, where are we at? We are not drinking in the morning. Right. And hey, uh, so I was just, uh, like, looking at it. Whatever, man. There was some guy. I don't, I don't know if you want to uh, get into it too much, but one of my buddies was on Facebook, man, and he was talking about. Uh, I guess he works for dispensaries, man. I won't mention him by name, but we both know him. We we know him from uh, from Way to Grow. He was one of our buddies. Uh, they used to work down. I'll, I'll keep it really uh, really vague, man. But he was saying this. Be careful. He was saying if dispensary owners uh, pay anyone on their staff what they are worth. Why? I'm sorry. It says if dispensary owners never pay anyone on their staff what they're really worth, why do you keep supporting them? So we could have a nation of small-scale growers, each one able to make ends meet, and large-scale operators offer a living wage for one, maybe two people, and the rest get scraps. 
And I was like, man, is that really what's going on in the dispensary industry, man? Is it a bunch of, you know, trimmers and, and folks working for 12 bucks an hour, you know, barely able to make ends meet, you know? You kinda, kinda... I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think so. I think that's a business-to-business type. You know, I don't think you can just cloak that over the entire and say in general, as this person, I guess, has experience in in that area to say he feels... Just something I heard through, you know, that, like I said, I saw this through social media where somebody was saying, man, he's, you know, it's a, it seems like, you know, so I said in the beginning, man, you got to be careful about, oh, I want to get into the industry no matter what. You know, it, if businessmen come in this industry and run it just like another business, you know, we were just at the Indo Expo a couple of days ago, we saw like packaging machines and... You know, for those guys, it's just another business. Whether they're selling a packaging machine for peanuts or cannabis, it's it's just another business. So um, you kind of got to worry about that. You know, if, are you getting stuck in some trim room or some, you know, cannabis packaging room for $12 an hour forever? And you can't get a raise because there's a whole bunch of people that want to get in the industry. You know, and they're like, oh, man, I'm I'm doing it, man. I'm in the packaging room. I'm surrounded by weed. You know, it wears off in three months when you realize you're making $12 an hour and they fucking hire somebody else because there's an endless supply of people that want to be surrounded by weed. I mean, I can't go with the, sla- the comment saying large-scale operations offer living ra- wage for maybe two people. I think what they're I saying mean, is the head like, grower, well, you know, the assistant grower, you know, the guys that are in management. You know, those guys are, are, and, you know, who knows? This is one person's opinion, man. I just thought it was an interesting cop- topic of discussion. You know, is that, you know, in, in a lot of, mm-hmm. and I'm by no means against the dispensary owners, but in a lot of businesses, yeah, you know, the couple of people that are in management are making the money and all the people that are manufacturing the product and responsible for, you know, keeping, you know, the wheels from falling off. They're getting paid 12 to $15 an hour. And if they don't like it, they're easily replaced, you know, and how the fuck do you make ends meet on 12 to $15 an hour? Hmm. I mean, so the people that are making that are making twelve will tell you how they will when they make fifteen. Yeah, I don't know what is the minimum wage now. I don't even know, man. I don't even know. I do not you, know either. Yeah. So, it was, but I don't know. It just ahead. make makes you think, man. It, it really does make you think about, uh, you know, about this, you know, the the industry and whatnot, and you know where it's going as far as it, is there an endless line of people to replace you. You know, if you're, if you're in this industry because it's so sexy, because there's so much appeal to it, you know, if, if you don't show up for your trim job one day, there's just, hey, you've been replaced, you know? There's a ton of people that want to work in the cannabis industry. Yeah, but if you're, you know, if you're a boss, you know, like I'm a boss. <laughs> just kidding. Okay, so what it makes me... And you put your right. value in your best trimmers and your most consistent people that show up on time in your heart. I mean, that's how you build, you don't build a good... It's again, it's all going to go back to like other businesses. You can work for shitty, you can work for a shitty contractor. You can work for a a horrible guy that runs a very unsafe tree removal business. You know, there's a lot of variables. So there's not, you got to pick and choose. There's not people lining up left and right saying, oh my God, if somebody quits that tree removal business, I want to do it, man. You know, I'm willing to go and 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 cut trees for twelve dollars an hour because, dude, you get to be around trees all the time. It must be so cool. (laughs) You know? Oh, my God. Yeah, I hear you. I hear and you. So it makes me think of, remember we had Moby Dill on and we were trying to talk about the dispensary model and he had a really intelligent perspective on it. Where he's, and uh, this also comes from a discussion I had with Michigan Matt 
uh, Michigan Matt. I hope I got that right, man. I'm so yeah, yeah, I got that right. He asked a couple questions on on a couple shows ago, and I was talking to him, and he was just saying that uh, Michigan has an interesting dispensary model set up, where it's like I think they're maxing you out at a license at like fifteen hundred plants, if I'm not mistaken, which is enough for. A small guy, a guy like me or you, to make a nice living and not have to worry about plant counts. You know, I can have a, you know, a room with 200 plants there, and I can have a room with 300 plants here, and I can have a couple hundred clones. And <laughs> I'm saying, if I'm going commercial, you got a room over here hey, with 200, 200 plants. plants. They didn't get my 600 plant room, so screw them. No, you know, but uh, my point is you can keep a nice, uh, this is my clone facility over here. Here's my mother facility and not have to worry about, you know, so much, you know, you, uh, be, still be under your 1500 plant count, you know, and make a legit go of it. And they're saying, but what that does is, you know, a huge company or really a company that wants to make millions of dollars a year ain't going to make millions of dollars a year or at least not multiple millions of dollars a year on 1500 plants. You might make a couple million a year on it, but so it's kind of just under that, that, uh, you know, under, they tried to make a number that was super attractive to small people, mom and pops that could make ends meet, you know, that could make and more than make ends meet with 1500 plants and try to keep, make it unattractive for these big conglomerates to come on and these big giant corporations to come on in and take over. So I think it's a really cool idea. I think there's a lot of people that are doing their best to try to get one of these 1500 uh, uh, licenses. And uh, this is one guy's perspective. Maybe I got it wrong. If I got it wrong, let me know. But uh, it seemed pretty cool, and I, I like that. That guy worked for that guy worked for a, a shitty company, or had somebody that worked for, or somebody you know that heard a story. They work for people that weren't taking care of their right. Folks. But there's probably a lot. I imagine that that there's a lot of that going on. You yeah. know, like I said, it, Could it's be. supply and demand. And why would it be different in the uh, in the cannabis industry? So if you have an endless supply of people that are dying to get just get in that weed industry, get close to it. You know, I'll, I'll go in a trim room. I'll trim for days. I don't care, man. I just want to be in. You know, so if you got an endless supply of those, then do you, you know you really don't have to treat them all. Uh, you know, put it this way: you don't have to pay them all that much if you didn't want to, according to the law of supply and demand. I would think pretty soon, wouldn't you? It don't, won't matter for trimmers, right? Because well, we're going to have the trimming robots. Like, <laughs> you know. Man, they already had a few of them at the uh, at the show. Remember the joint rolling oh, machine? They're trying. There's so many. You that's you always see those things changing and changing. They're trying hard to get that perfected where the machine can do all the trimming. Hey, um, remember the giant joint rolling machine that rolled those cone joints? That was yeah. <laughs> awesome. It was so big, and it was just making all this chattering. And I'm like, what the fuck is that thing? And the whole booth was centered around it, and dude's like, that is an automatic joint rolling machine. It was just rolling like a couple hundred at a time. It reminded me of... Uh, yeah, the thing was probably turning out like a, a hundred, couple hundred joints an hour or an something. An hour? Dude, it was a couple hundred joints fucking every like few minutes, man. It had the capacity <laughs> to hold a couple hundred joints at a time. Oh, you're like, I love that. I'm just envisioning how many more people are going to get to enjoy cannabis. You know what, what it reminded me of? Has you ever seen uh, like the old pictures of the guys that used to get their weed from the government? Remember the government-grown cannabis? And it would be like 300 joints they would send you in the silver tin. And it had a prescription on it. It was a trip, man. And they were that were machine-rolled joints. I want to say it was a machine like that. But fuck, I yeah. mean, they've been making cigarettes forever, right? I mean, come on. It's like I'm impressed <laughs> that they have a cigarette-making machine. Really? All cigarettes aren't handmade? Uh, all right. Let's take a yeah. break, man. 
Before we do, why don't you say hey to uh, Dewey, Mister Man? You're just hanging yeah. out um, in studio, little. I don't know if you guys got any audio or, or whatnot. We did. I, we've been talking about it. Yeah, we What's did. I, I cut some audio and video about how the Dewey Mister works, what it is. I was actually just explaining to No Co Grow. He's trying to make some kind of a compost tea brewer. No Co Grow. That's not his name. His name is Bruce Banner now, isn't it, man? Um, He's got a few areas. <laughs> He's making a compost tea brewer, so I uh, um, recommended a Dewey Mister because they don't clog air stones, especially with all that you know organic material. Uh, they they do tend to clog or you know, get kind of nasty and gunked up, and not work as good as possible. So yeah, they, it could really apply well to do compost tea brewer folk. Like uh, need a certain size bubble or whatever, or they just need aeration, so it doesn't matter. Or does it get down to saying, "Hey, you want the bubbles to do a circular pattern to the right at this proper micron size when it's a full moon for this proper?" Yeah, what they need and what they're going to ask for on the forums are maybe two different things. But I think I think they work in compost tea brewers. So interesting, cool. Yeah, check them out. It's an interesting little device, guys. I heard somebody. Um, I can't even know if I'll explain this right there. You know, <clears throat> just, um, t- talking about the Dewey Mister and saying it uh, just looks like something weird that's gimmicky. You probably wouldn't need, but then you really let, start to understand how it works. You're like, damn, very interesting. Oh, and USA plastic. I always like to say, <laughs> I like my plastic if it's made in the USA. All right. Oh, shit, man. Go to break, man. Uh, yeah, definitely, man. Sounds I, good. I will be right back. And so will Scotty. More Dude Grow Show. Coming at ya. Yeah. Fellow bakers, I think it's time we change these laws. They're from another time and they're sure outdated. They're doing it in LA as legal medicine, we say. Had to partner with the government to give them their payday. That's why I say we all need to grow our own private stash to keep our medicine totally private and tell the G man stay out of my body and oh, you gotta let me grow my meds. I make them well. I only wish the lawman would. As hell and come up with a deal Cause prohibition's gotta be repealed Fellow bakers It's up to you to change these laws Yeah, they say the talk is cheap and overrated Change starts with today And prohibition's not okay So get your friends and neighbors out to vote and change it That's why I say we all need to grow Our own private stash To keep our medicine totally private And tell the G-man stay out of my body and oh I make them well I only wish the lawman would get baked as hell And come up with a deal Cause prohibition's gotta be repealed 
first bag I scored was in the 90s. I smoked an ounce up in a day. I smuggled seeds straight through the airport.
All right. All right. So we don't have to do anything to grow cannabis anymore, guys. Uh, well, this kind of um, reminds me of, like like I said, I was having that conversation with, I know what you're going. You're going to the Cedo, right? S-E-E-D-O. Yeah. So like uh, the segue or the intro to this is I was talking to Guru this morning, and he was just kind of telling me about how it is to date in 2017. And, you know, it's like there's, I can't remember what he said, if it's, what is it, Tinder or whatever the app is like that. And you just kind of put yourself on an app, you put your picture on there, and it's like swipe left if you would do them and swipe right if you wouldn't, you know. And, and it's weird. <laughs> That's the first, let's get that uh, out of the way Yeah, you know, and then basically. And why not? I mean, doesn't that make I sense? Yes, man. I'm just thinking how yeah, it was hey, for us. Yeah, but if you get to know them, they might become more beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so for my sake, man. But um, anyway, yeah, I just thought it was really weird. And then my buddy was uh, on Facebook this morning talking about how, um, you know, he's like, hey, man, you, you know, he's a kind of hipster guy. And he's like, oh, you can take a taxi, man. You know, you don't have to take Uber and Lyft. You can just call a taxi and be old school, man. And I was just thinking, he's like, just because it's not app based doesn't mean you can't use like you can use your phone for actually dialing people and calling them. It's not just for apps, you know. And he's just kind of kind of poking yeah. fun and everything. And I was just thinking how, like, everything is, like, instant convenience, you know? If you can't track the fucking cab as, it, as it's coming to you and be like, all right, well, it's, here it is. It'll be here in three minutes if that's just like, you know, if you can't do all this stuff that we never could do a couple of years ago, then you're like, well, fuck it. I would never do that, man. No way. That's what that Gary, they're tying into that what that Gary Vaynerchuk guy said a little bit of. He's like, dude, it's not, Uber's not like a, a car service it's a time saver these dating apps when you look at anything that's going to be a good time saver for everybody in life works well because so that's a time saver right off the bat the guy or the girl's deciding if they want to move forward whether or not they'd have sex with them so they're saving a lot of time and effort there. yeah right? but there's <laughs> something very natural about communicating with somebody and making yourself appealing enough maybe that picture isn't going to do it you know in my case i'm not the world's greatest looking guy if i just count on a fucking picture to try to get you know get a girl with i don't know man i'd like to be able to open my mouth and make her laugh and treat her nicely and you know what i mean i'd like to, to think it's a little bit about more than just a picture so it yeah, no, I heard I'm only doable after you talk to me for at least minutes. <laughs> yeah, I think so. that's probably uh, maybe <laughs> maybe double mine to 60, you know? But oh, but shit. it just made me think about how everything is super convenience-minded these days, and it's kind of making people forget about how things are, in my opinion, and you know, maybe it's the old man talking, but how things are supposed to work in nature, man. You're supposed to have to you know attract somebody with your personality a combination of looks and personality and but wait let's get this straight are you are you there's two things are you trying to date somebody to find a, you know a partner in life or are you just trying to get laid because there's a there's a line with with dudes i know where it's just like well I don't really give a shit about any of that what you're talking about right now okay? yeah, yeah i i got you man <laughs> i'm just saying that that uh i used to have to work at it either way even if I wanted to get laid, I just I'd have to work at it, you know, <laughs> to just not. So my point is that now now there's a lot of things where people are just thinking that that used to be a lot of work, and people are like, nah, no, nah, you just press a button now, 
I don't do that anymore. Just press a button. And I saw this Cedo thing, or you know, Fleetline Dave. Shout out to you, brother. Showed me this Cedo thing. He sent me the, uh, yeah. and it's just basically a container, like this total automated container that you know that you grow in, like a little grow cube. Looks like a mini fridge kind of thing. It's got LED lights going on, and it's like it analyzes your plant. I don't know if it's analyzing it through a real, you know. You know, if it's, if it's using like a camera to look at the color and diagnose what the plants need, I don't know if it's advanced or not, but just. And you guys got to check out this video. It's, yeah, hilarious. it's hilarious. It's like a funny commercial. There's a link, like as I always say in the show notes, or I guess on Google, you could search S E E D O. And it's just showing like how this guy's like, he's got the life and, but he wants, he wants to grow kind of, I think, but he doesn't want the hassle on this thing. Literally, it's supposed to be like you freaking put a seed in there, close the door, and come back when it's harvest time. Come back time. when it's harvest time, <laughs> yeah. And I fucking hate that message, man. That message is that this this thing isn't a living thing that you have to care for. Just uh, throw the throw your you know your your whatever your starter in the incubation module and come back three months later and uh, get your medicine. It just takes everything about the living part of the plant. Dude, I wonder what they're who they're partnering with on that because you know to pull that off, they can't rely on the person putting in, you know, the grower putting in his his like eighty five day haze that grows to ten feet tall. So oh I no, bet it's you all the same gonna... thing, dude. It's just a marijuana plant, man. There's no difference to <laughs> them. I think the uh, the. Um, they're going to partner with some like name brand shit or something, or maybe they get their own one seed. It's going to have to be something squat, Ooh. right? And maybe even it's just an auto flower too. They're just going to really try to simplify all of it. But so, just the fact that this guy I mean, went and he said to some millionaire guy at one of these cannabis conventions, like the seed to sale show we were at yesterday, there's a bunch of there's guys in suits and bankers and lawyers and all sorts of rich people. They say a fool and his money are soon parted. Well, there were some fools walking around there that don't know anything about cannabis, but just go, oh, yeah, I want to invest in this. I know it's the next big thing. What, oh, oh, this guy's got a machine that you don't have to do anything to. You just put the seed in, you come back three, three months later and bam oh you got you know that's the best thing i've ever seen you know like sometimes people that are interlopers in this industry come on in and completely misunderstand it and i just feel like how the fuck did that guy get money to build that thing and market it the way that he's doing it's so you know goofy i definitely do see some things that you're like huh um yeah it's it is and it's not i'm not gonna say it's sad i I asked you when we were walking around the indo expo it's like you know a lot of exhibitors like what percent how many of these people how many of these people do you think are gonna gonna make it not everybody there's some (laughs) well-established businesses there don't get me wrong but there's also a lot of people just trying to get their foot in with their new products and ideas we walked by that one booth and it was just like a a completely empty booth with one depressed dude sitting in it and we were like wow that dude gave up man this five (laughs) thousand dollar booth here and homeboy just gave up you know holy shit yeah Totally. Yeah, that was good stuff, man. I'm trying to think if I want to shout out to like the most like every now and again, like you know, sometimes I think these big companies just send somebody to the shows 
And they're like, all right, go get a booth here, man. We'll see what happens. And, uh, you know, it's just like a fish out of water. I kind of feel bad for them sometimes, you know, because that was like a show with, all, you know, the stoner stereotype was alive and well within that show, you know. If you're the fucking, the, the Indian guy from Azamax, just, you know, from the Montemuca Corporation, and you're just standing there, and you're like, holy shit, I don't get it, man. Hey, like, you might as well have dropped me off in India. You know what I'm saying? That's how much uh, we would have gotten each other. Oh, you know what you reminded me we did hear from... Yeah, you, the, the the dude that was at the Azimax booth. Have you met him before? I, yeah, I shake his hand all the time. Nice guy, man. You know, but he's just, he's so, I would like to get him stoned one time, man. Just to see him trip. But you know what I mean? Like, he's <laughs> just, I don't think, not only is he not a stoner, but he doesn't understand a stoner. So that's our industry, man. He did say he has plenty of scholarly articles and information Ooh, yeah. to, to, he told us that, hey, man, Azimax does not have any, a negative effect on the microbes in your soil. So yes. he was very um, forthcoming in yeah. volunteering those peer-reviewed research studies, wasn't he? No. <laughs> <laughs> I brought it over to actually. I, I, I went from him, and this is some of the cool things you can do at these expos. And I went over and caught Colin um, from Mammoth P, the uh, I guess you'd call the inventor CEO, the, the PhD man, not the CEO. And, I met the CEO of Mammoth of uh, Grosentia, who was a different guy, man. But uh, yeah, Colin, so the, uh, PhD. It, yeah. <laughs> he, he he did a, a really good speech like Rickman. We we were able to chime in. There was Q and, Q&A at the end. But I caught him out on the uh, trade show floor, and I said, hey, man, the, the SMX guy is saying, you know, that as direction's not going to hurt my microbe life at all. And uh, he's like, well, he's like, I, interesting, you know, that's very interesting. And he wanted to do a, a soil sample test of it. And that's a cool, cool thing to potentially do. That shouldn't be that hard, right? If you had just watered in with Azimax and you get a small sample of soil from that container or a sample of soil from the container next to it, you never had, but they're all in the same feed schedules and just do like a, a count. I guarantee if we just, I mean, look, out, expensive if we just look out in, you know, on the interwebs or you know, probably in a peer-reviewed journal behind a paywall somewhere, somebody must have done that research already yeah yeah i agree yeah, i agree i bet that's we'll out trying there. let's see if we can find it dgc let's see how we rolling here what else do you got on here i was gonna tell one more story from the indo expo just making sure we got sure, man. enough time i got um, some uh i yeah, geeked a- out and did some research for you at some point in time man about pete when you want to get to it we'll 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 hit that i will i was just remembering also with uh Hearing that speech um, from Colin, he brought up an interesting point real quick. Because Mammoth P guys is a not just a product that's focusing on cannabis growers. I mean, he's out trying to get big ag. He's out. He says he travels a ton. He's talking to farmers all the time. Real quick, you know. As a, sorry, I yeah. Fuck. I'm sorry. I interrupted, but um, that is so true, man. Like in Florida and in a lot of places, there's so much phosphorus, and it's in the soil already. Uh, there's phosphorus bans in Florida where you can't put phosphorus in fertilizer. There's so much in the soil, but it's locked up. So having a microbe that's able to unlock the available phosphorus in the soil is so fucking important, man. Yeah, and he was saying that's part of the, the issue with these farmers, man. They're 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 using they're pouring on phosphorus and it's not plant available and it leaches off. But when a farmer's deciding on, he's like these are agricultural farmers. That it cracked me up when he's like going to a farm in the south that grows cotton or something. He's like, I'm doing, you know, asking the farmer what he's doing. He's like, I'm using, I'm doing the same methods my daddy did, his daddy did, his grandpappy daddy did, my daddy did, and I'm going to keep doing this and my son's going to do it. So it's really hard to change their methods. 
because um, he wants to show them, hey, man, we got to put some micro, you know, a phosphorus fixing microbe assortment, if I can call Mammoth P that. It's really going to help you out. And he's like, well, then you'll convince them to do it on one row. And then the next year, they're like, shit, that looked pretty good. They'll do it on two rows. And then the next year, they'll do it on an acre. And he said, within 10 years, you'll get them to, you know, fully switch over their crop. 10 years. And um, I had sounds great. I had to try. He said, and then he said, "That's why I love this industry, guys. You guys are so cool. You're willing. He's 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 finding growers willing to try a lot of stuff." And I was like, "Colin, all we need is two months, man. Not ten right. years, you know. <laughs> so two months of flowering, and we'll know what's up with that shit." Yeah, yeah. So, but it was a very uh, entertaining conversation. That's all I got. Now I do want to talk about your Pete because you're you're effing up the environment kind of but you're not maybe or maybe it's just sustainable for the rest of humanity or there's enough hey, of it man as long as you That's live for thousands of years there's plenty <laughs> all right so <laughs> what 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 information I did just, you find on pete because we've been talking about it uh, guys if you haven't heard my my brain going back and forth between the sustainability of cocoa even though it has to be shipped here and all that jazz and trucked and fossil fuels versus pete which still has to be shipped and trucked i guess as well, but uh, it's not. It doesn't come back. It's not as renewable by any means. Absolutely. As by the way, man, I had a great conversation with some uh, really good quality cocoa suppliers over at the See the Sales show yesterday, and I learned a lot about cocoa. And hopefully, we can get this guy on the show and uh, have him explain some things. What buffering does, and uh, yeah, the way why they're mixing uh, the coarse and and the fine cocoa uh, for different different uh, water retention properties. Really cool stuff. Yeah, totally. Yep. Okay. Anyway, okay. So what I did, I, I researched totally. Pete a little bit. I wanted to answer it myself. I uh, what I found out it says it takes about uh, well, well it, Pete grows at about one millimeter per year. You know, and they say a bog takes thousands of years to develop. And uh, as far as how much we've used, about seven percent of the total peatlands have been exploited for agriculture and forestry. Why are they going to use the word exploited, man? That makes it sound so bad. <laughs> All right. How about it have been kindly right. harvested for agricultural? Right. But this is what's fucked up, man. You're not going to run out of peat anytime soon because it says, although global warming is thawing out uh, one peat bog in Siberia the size of France and Germany combined. And, uh, yeah, that means you're not going to run out of peat. But, unfortunately, when the ice releases from that, uh, peat releases methane, which is like, I want to say methane is 20 times more potent than uh, as a greenhouse gas than CO2. Uh, so, it, but it releases a shitload of methane and a shitload of CO two. And when and peat, you know, they burn peat. Uh, when it's burnt, it's uh, it releases more green, more CO two than coal does. So, yeah. interesting, isn't that what's coming? It's like some thawing in Alaska. Yeah, in, oh, in uh, what's, it? Uh, what's it called? Uh, I'm trying to think. Russia too. Siberia is thawing out, and when it does, I mean, just the amount of greenhouse gases that are released are insane. Interesting. Oh, Interesting. also, man, it's just you so you don't live for a very long time. Oh, just What's so up? as we're talking about sustainability and whatnot, definitely running out of phosphorus as well. Uh, I remember that phosphorus went, you know, and since I'd been buying it from my farm from about $700 a ton to over $1,500 a ton. So it doubled. And uh, I'm told that we have less than 50 years worth of phos- phosphorus left. You know, phosphorus is a mind. What do we do about product. that? Um, I think we start letting the microbes grow grow our food for us is what we're going to have to do because phosphorus is a macronutrient yeah. and we're going to have to probably recover it. 
I'm just going to eat my powdered meat. <laughs> Soylent. <laughs> this Soylent's delicious. No, it's not. Uh, um, yeah, that is a little bit, you know, concerning as far as uh, having, you know, looking ahead. People, unfortunately, just by almost human instinct, always think more about today than tomorrow. Um, you know, I'm thinking, I, sometimes I'm like thinking ahead like the next I don't know, half hour, technically, but anyway. (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, when you're talking about growing the world's food supply, and it doesn't seem like we're having less people. A lot more um, people, What can you do? A lot more people. What do we say? It's gone from like two and a half, three billion to, like, I think they're estimating 10 billion within 20 years or something like that, which is just insane. It's just crazy. It is. It is. I seen these guys today. World will cycle itself. <laughs> I seen I seen these what? guys today cutting. It was a bunch of, uh, uh, you know, like laborers, like Mexican laborers. And it was kind of like one of those political Facebook posts. Like, yeah, you want your job back? Come and get it. But it was like twenty of them. All it was video. All of them working in a celery field. And you just saw like this super dense field of celery, and they're all hacking it off at the base. And you realize that they hack that celery off at the base, and then they hand it to and one guy's got the machete. Then they hand it to somebody else that puts it in the bag and then puts it in a box. And the next time that thing gets unboxed is when it's uh, you know, it, you know, when it's at the store. That's a trip. I never realized like how farm it fresh is. you know your produce is. Some sometimes, other times, the apples go into a storage warehouse for six months. So, who the hell knows? I get kind of weirded out. Like I was looking at buying some blueberries today for my daughter, and they're they're organic blueberries from Chile or like from somewhere way the hell far away. I'm like, how do they harvest them and get them here before they're just rotten? <laughs> I mean, you know, the schematics involved in that are pretty interesting and pretty amazing. I mean, it doesn't help the price point. And if I buy them, am I being very sustainable? Right. No. Definitely breaking my permaculture kitchen hats. I remember my buddy, you know, I'll keep everybody's name out of it, but he was like an ex-military guy. And this is in the shady days, the Bush days. And he flew this like Air America, kind of, whatever it was. It was this the CIA's private airline. And he flew to Venezuela. I hope I don't get disappear for this, man. This is years ago. But he flew to Venezuela every week. His job was just like a truck driver or something to get in a plane from Miami and fly to Venezuela, sit there, get loaded up with flowers, you know, like these cheap roses or whatever like that, and then fly back to uh, and then fly back here. And I was like, you know, anything shady, you know, to Miami rather. Like, you think anything yeah. shady is going on there, man? He wasn't allowed to get out of the plane. He was never allowed to look at the cargo. He could just go there because they were like, no, nah, it's too dangerous where you're going in Caracas, man. So just stay in the plane and fly back. And he was like, dude, I'm so sure there was weird shit going on there, man. <laughs> but I would think so. Yeah, think the so. point is they, those, you, know, you see the flowers, by the way, like the homeless people would be selling the flowers for like five bucks. It was like those $5 dozen roses. You always wondered what the deal with those was. I think I get it. I think I got it, man. <laughs> well, let's take a quick break, I think. What do we got now? So we got to talk a little bit about seed bank recommendations and just basically what's going on in our growth. Yeah, definitely. Um, hey, you mind if I shout out to uh, uh, Campbell's Indoor Garden Supply in Ohio? Those guys are really cool. Been with me selling recharge. You're going to shout out to 
to Campbell's mm, Soup. It's like, what the hell are you talking good. about, man? Oh, come on, man. I'm sure Brian's tired of that that stuff already, man. So you know, shout out to all y'all over there, man. Been re- real good supporters of Recharge. And, uh, man, a lot of cool Ohio growers. I thought Moby Dill was an anomaly coming from Ohio and being a badass grower. But I was talking to a girl who was explaining to me the history of the dumpster strain yesterday, the Ohio dumpster strain. And, man, it's just a lot of really great. Remember that girl? <laughs> I said, uh, yeah, yeah, I do. And I was like, oh, great, man. First it was all the Floridians. Now the Ohioans are going to intrude. Oh. The, the O'Higgins. I've been, I've been to Ohio before. They're nothing but nice people there, man. Really nice people. I'm there. just busting balls. It's interesting. Interesting to watch. You know the trends. I'm not saying they're going to intrude. I always say make your own state great. Yeah, I mean, even though you know there is a lot of cool shit to do in Colorado. Every now and again, you but, find a guy uh, with a neck tattoo in Ohio, but pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to you, brother. Hell yeah. All right, let's take a quick break, man, and uh, we'll be right back with a little bit more Dude Grow Show. Yeah. Leaves of frosted tip to crown Smokes with such a pleasant taste It's time to put the recharge on Just add a little with your base New it's time for me to grow the dankest weed you'll ever taste. Got the strains to make you stay tripping high all day. Oh, sometimes I grow real fire. Now, this is one thing left to do. Gotta get that recharge on. Let's see here. What you got, man? What you um, got? Yeah. You're clearing the house I over got, here. Uh, I want to do these seed. A uh, quick hit on this. I don't know. Do you want to explain your Justice von Liebig Law? <laughs> I was hoping to get that in the conversation somewhere, but I was just trying to pick up that. Uh, I did pick up the book. I'm trying to read it. I can pick up the Teeming with Nutrients book. Reading it is a little bit more complex, man. But one of the things that really just stuck out at me and I was trying to explain it before. I did a shitty job, and I think it, it warrants giving it an extra effort. Is this Justin von Liebig, Law of the Minimum? And this is the guy that invented fertilizers. He was the guy that, that figured out how to synthesize salt fertilizers. And he figured out that 
whatever. A fertilizer containing several ingredients acts this way. The plant growth is limited by the least abundant material, no matter how abundant the other materials happen to be. And so you can have as much nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, you know, sulfur, malignium, you know, everything in there that seems perfect. And if you have no boron, which you need in the teeny tiniest amount, it's going to screw up. The plants are going to be affected by by the... I could even make it a little bit more simple for people, too, and say a chain... Is only as strong as its weakest Holy link. Holy shit, man. Play that song. He's got a full plate helping out growers across Denver. Between you and me, I can honestly say I've never smoked Danker but ever. Sometimes I'll say Those buds are baby arm-sized Where the smell's so strong And you grow just for fun To keep all your friends blazing high And I guess that's why they call him got all the right strains with his dialed in room burning and boarding biking and batties he shares that dank flower with his brother scotty and i guess that's why they call him the dude and i guess that's why they no, I stole that from, uh, I was just over on Wikipedia hanging out, and uh, it was talking about uh, basically what you just said with this guy's theory, uh, the availability of the most abundant nutrient in the soil is only as good as the availability of the least abundant nutrient in the yeah, soil. Yeah, so exactly, so. but so if that link, that weak link that you're talking about is you know something like a trace element, a molybdenum or, or a, a boron or something, you literally need that to where you're putting... You're making your fertilizer, you know, out of 100 pounds of fertilizer, you're putting, you know, 30 pounds of nitrogen or 20 pounds of nitrogen and, you know, 20 pounds of phosphorus and potassium, whatever. You know, you're putting a shitload of that in and then the boron comes in and you're supposed to put in like, you know, two grams or a half of a gram. You know, it's literally like that. And if you're missing that half a gram of boron, well, good luck with all the other shit you put in because it ain't going to work because the plant needs it all to work, even the trace minerals. So I, I just found that really interesting, man. Like you really are limited. So, you know, you, you really have to address this completely you know, when, when, you, when you're doing fertilizer. Yeah. So it makes, so it sure. makes the salt-based fertilizer so difficult to get right. You got to make sure everything's absorbed, everything's available. Oh, you're saying on the the salt salt base? Yeah, when you do chemical fertilizers, you're basically trying to it's like building a centrum pill, you know, or a Flintstones vitamin. 
You know, you're like, oh, I better put some of this in. And gee, I hope that doesn't block that out. I know these two things, you know, cancel each other out or don't play well together. I know if I put too much potassium in that this this isn't going to be absorbed. I mean, there really are things yeah, you like can... that. And that's, it's not meant. I was actually talking to the Dynagro guy. I was talking to Alex from Dynagro. And he, we were talking about different nutrients and how some of them you got to put a shitload in. And he goes, yeah, man. He goes, it's fucking easy to sell a diluted product, a product that's a tablespoon per gallon or something. He goes, well, when you really try to concentrate things down is where the real art comes in. And it's not art. It's straight up chemistry. You know, and you really have to know some tricks about chemistry in order to concentrate these products down without causing huge amounts of lockout. You know, that's what Centrum doesn't want to tell you. And, and the multivitamin people don't want to tell you. There's none of that shit's available. Multivitamin people? What's wrong with the multivitamin? When you buy the crappy $8 ones that are, uh, you know, have, you know, everything in the kitchen sink put in it, and you, it's a lie. You think to yourself, oh, I'm going to be, you know, all that's going to be available. But meanwhile, it's just going in and straight out. None of it's I can't absorbed. Eat fast food and have multivitamins and have a happy <laughs> Hey, man, you work hard. You deserve nice things, man. Just take a multivitamin. You'll be fine. I don't, I don't always use multivitamins, but when I do. I can't believe that came out like that. It's like I'm doing an ad. I get some liquid one typically that stays in the fridge from the health food store. I figure that's better. Like I wouldn't feed my plants compressed pills. Yeah, I think there's a reason why they, you know one parts aren't really popular with with uh, with um, uh, plants, right? Because you know you like to give your things and. Uh, well, you can't put right. all that shit in one bottle. There you go. Yeah. So how come I can take a Centrum and it's got everything that I need? All, all you know, 90 yes. vitamins and minerals, man. Hmm. All right. I'm going to remind people here one more question. Talk a little bit about what's going on and grows. But the first off, I want to remind people to help support the DGC, the Dude Grows Show, to become a member. Uh, this next question is titled United States Seed Bank Recommendations. has 16 comments yes. on it as an example of uh, the resources that are available over at DudeGrows.com and the DGC helping out. And appreciate everybody doing some member support that goes towards such things as paying for the website, web hosting, our producer, the DGC Cup, and a few other people in the crew that are helping us out to keep this calls going because there's no way in hell me and Scotty could do it mm-hmm. on our own. You saw what happened when we tried that. <laughs> yeah, it is a wonderful community, man. I couldn't, I couldn't be prouder. If you want to do that, you can go over to DudeGrows.com and just click on uh, members and you can become a member and hook it up. And you can, it's $10 a month, 30% off recharge, some good member-only content. Scotty's still trying to weekly make some membership. What's the one you're working the, on? Main, the bowl uh, break? The DGC video breakdowns, are, are, I like them. I learn okay, a lot right from on. those. That's where we go. JR Token finds me a video, a nice long video. And then we kind of dissect it and you know, ask ourselves, what have we learned? Good stuff. Oh, and any of you guys that are out on the, uh, I got a notification on my phone. I caught uh, Scotty did too. The Grow Mouse I was going to say it, man. For some reason, that triggered me to say it too. That was awesome. Grow Mouse is fucking great on the mic, man, or on video. I didn't, I couldn't. I could have lost my. It's the first time I've seen him in his uh, mouse right. helmet with like the LED uh, eyes. Now you and, get it, man. I thought you were Mr. EDM, like, man. What the hell? Oh, man. No, not at all. And then I saw, I was tripping out, and then I saw on my, I was looking for the Get Low video before we started the show on YouTube, and it pulled up an ad, like a banner ad with the, the is the guy, who's the guy that wears the regular mouse? Dead mouse. Uh, DJ helmet? Dead What's mouse. What's that? Dead mouse is what he calls himself? I so. 
And I looked at that helmet, and I'm my brain's so aligned with Grow Mouse. I'm like, how the hell does Grow Mouse have a banner on YouTube with the Get Low video? <laughs> like, what the awesome, hell? Man. <laughs> so I got the uh, opposite way association. But anyway, guys, United States Bank's <laughs> United States Seed Bank recommendations. Appreciate you getting this up, Doctor Dank. Says, can anyone tell me what seed banks are within the United States that are legitimate? I just find it super sketchy that they are able to ship to prohibition states. I'm specifically looking for Jack Herr from Sensi Seeds, unless someone knows of a good feminized strain that's worth running. A buddy of mine ordered from one here in the States and got it. No problem. I guess I'm concerned because they don't understand how they can do it. <laughs> he says. Thanks again, guys and girls. Yeah. So I'm not going to go through all would, these, but plenty. Uh, of yeah, I was going to say, go I want to throw some love. Fish Ganja Guy is always talking about the guy from Neptune, Neptune Seed Bank. He's always talking about how he loves this show, and he's down. He wants to support us. I just... Sorry, I haven't called him back in a little while. I think I have a phone call, but uh, I don't know if anybody has any experience with Neptune Seed Bank, but they seem to be plugged into what we're doing over here, and uh, yeah, m- might be somebody to check out. Yeah, um, there's yeah, and there's a lot of companies in here, so check this out, guys. If you go over to dogrows.com and you're just stoned, if you just go into this and you forget everything that I said about checking in the show notes, just use the search bar up on the top right and put in seed bank or seed bank recommendations. I'm sure you'll pull this up as we are accumulating more and more knowledge over on the site. Knowledge. All right, let's break it down. What's going on in our grows brought to you by green pads. How about that? Put a little green pad love in here. We ran into him out at the Indo expo. Mark, what's up? And, uh, Definitely cool cat working in the booth there, him and his wife. And, yeah, I dig him, guys. You know I dig him for the clone dome. And he's like, man, you got to get this grant. He wants me to get the granddaddy pad up again, the one we right. gave away, and measure, do a measurement since I got the dual meters running in my room and I can get an accurate um, and see how long it will last me and shit. So I'm going to try and get one of those from him. Um, if you guys haven't checked them out, you can check. Even at his, at his site, he has he pulled one of my videos. I didn't even know. And he, it's where I'm measuring the PPM in a, a dome. And uh, – <clears throat> really helps take the stress off your cuttings, guys. As well as, I just thought of this one, <laughs> this last show. I've ran, I don't know if anybody else has. Sometimes, once or two, maybe only once a year, I'll run out of CO2, and it's like, oh, shit, I've gone to the store, and they're out of CO2. I have a local store real close to me, grow-wise, sometimes, but rarely. They'll be out of CO2. Maybe it's something with their distributor. Right. You're like, shit. And then, next, and then it's a holiday the next day, and you're like, oh, double shit. Like, I can't be out of CO2 for two days. So having like one of those granddaddy pads, I'm gonna hook up as like my backup. Like, okay, at least because my shit goes down to 200 and something when I'm not enriching it all in my room. Yeah, check know? that, man. Because isn't 350 or 400 ambient? Like, how are you? Uh, it goes down like 270. I don't know if the plants yeah, are sucking I guess it every has last to bit be. of ambient out. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. But um, yeah, it's good for a backup. Anyway, what's going on? You got some, anything going on I in do, your grow? I do. I've been. Uh... Just running the 600 next to you know, 600 HPS next to uh, the 400 uh, uh, homemade grow mouse light, man, the cob light, the LED. And, man, I just see such a difference. I mean, the cob light, even the shape of the leaves are just, it's like this beautiful, sharp shape. You know, they're just praying. You know, every, uh, the serrated leaves are serrated. Every one of the serrations is like uh, praying. They're just, the thing looks just perfect man and i have not done anything to it i haven't even thrown any recharge in since i first started um i was playing oh in the no-till bed bed. and i just 
I really see uh, now these are both in the exact same bed. I got some on one side, some on the other, one getting hit by the HPS, the other getting hit by the uh, LED. And as you know, whatever, man, sponsors, sponsors, man, I got to tell you that the LED looks better and way fucking better. And I'm going to take some pictures and I'm probably going to start buying more LED lights, man. So what Gromouse was saying about those cobs that he was making, you know, the CXB 3590 uh, Cree diodes. Um, man, that shit works. No doubt. And even the Spectrum King lights look like that same beautiful white Spectrum. I'm into that white LED tech, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I do. Otherwise, it's just really nice to work man. under and looks proper. And, I, yeah, I really dig that oh, Spectrum. Man. It's probably the main reason I didn't get into LEDs at first is when they're all those weird colors. And, like, I can't work in my room when Did it's purple. Did you just <laughs> eviscerate the fucking 1990s LED technology that everybody's, you know, he's talking about how people still go over to China and they fucking buy these. He's like, here, look, here's your diode, all right? This is from 1999. Here's the diode, all right? It was cutting edge in 99, but that's uh, 18 years ago, and which is... 18 might as well be 1800 years in fucking led you know in led terms man or, or lifespans so it's just funny that there still are people going over there and buying you know taking 20 year old tech and being like oh i can tweak the spectrum and and, and then that that's what they're selling over here is cutting edge shit man so you really do have to be careful you know but buyer you're beware. doing a good job going off on some like not going off but just cracking me up about how yeah he's like that shit is so outdated man uh, we're going to do some networking too, man. Gromas, uh, he, he was like, dude, we got to get up on, uh, you do a little segment on a dude grow show. So well, you're going to hear more from him. He's not only an led guy. It's awesome that he's great with podcasting. Absolutely. So, um, we are going to, I don't know. I guess he doesn't technically have a podcast. He's got a YouTube channel. It's where all the kids hang out these days. It's YouTube. Kids are doing these days, man. When you're dropping science like that, they'll find you. So, yeah, it was really cool. But just love it. And, and, hey, real are, quick, that hempy, back to my grow, that fucking big hempy bed that I have is absolutely working. I went down. It was uh, screwed up for a little bit. It wasn't, it wasn't filling correctly. Uh, it was just a problem I had. I, you know, I just had to mess with the float valve a little bit and get it filling. But I got that bitch filling. And, man, you go down there, and I was digging just to make sure, checking the water level. Dude, I see the whitest roots coming down and hitting the water and you know, starting to develop that second root zone unbelievable the performance i'm getting from that thing if i was in a rush and didn't have to have other things catch up and had if i had a freaking veg i realized because i'm about to go to flower i'm like shit i should flip these bitches man but i don't have a fucking veg man i'm like i'm growing out of a tent man what the hell you know i'm so used <laughs> to having tons of room and just plenty of room to fucking grow whatever i want and i think i gotta go get another gorilla grow tent for my veg Interesting, yeah, but uh, I think you got to flip them. You're like you don't know though; it's strain dependent when you're going to flip them to flower, man. I don't know. I mean, it's all win-win for me, man. What's the worst that's going to happen? I'm not going to get. I'm not looking to get crazy yields. I'm just looking to grow some nice quality, good flavorful, you know, good flavorful buds. That's exactly the conversation. Conversation I was having. Talk a little bit about growing and what's going on in my grow. Real quick here is. Uh, <clears throat> You can tell I got to go, man. I'm thinking of that meme where the prince, <laughs> the prince, the prince has to get out of the studio with mofos. It, uh, I was swinging by a shop the other day, and the guy behind the counter, Kat, I actually worked with before, 
trustworthy guy. It doesn't I don't ever think he's bullshit me and just be like, yeah, man, this is how it is. I get ten pounds, but he's saying he's averaging he'd like you know two and a half minimum to three pounds per light on wow. Dowies. And I'm like, that's cool. And he's like, he asked me, he's like, what do you run your CO2 at? And I'm like, yeah, I run it between 900 and 1,000. And um, he's like, yeah. I'm like, what about you? He's like, I've been playing with 2,200. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. I'm like, so you do 2,200 parts per million in your CO2. And I I don't think plants can absorb over 1,900 ppm. And he has goes up to twenty two hundred on his PP, ppm parts per million with his feed. <laughs> what um, he's, the he's, fuck he's, is he's, happening he's, here? He's in cocoa. Twenty two hundred parts per uh, million. Just listen. He's in cocoa. He's using playground. Some other good. Pro- he actually has built feed charts with recharge. He has recharge in his feed so charts. So he's twenty two hundred he parts per million and just, using recharge, which is supposed to allow you to dial it down. And <laughs> and when recharge is watered in and it's maximum dosage rate he uses a tablespoon per now, gallon one time you know what does. now i'm starting <laughs> to get like, it the last clue that you told me it means something man because there's so many microbes in there i'll bet you they're uh uh they're helping buffer all that crazy amount of nutrient oh i was like dude no way i mean of course he's like not all strains not every time but man i've i'm 2200 ppm 2200 co2 and tablespoon of money i'm like dude that's like you're like just amping it like steroids man like mm. and then i was like man i'm not you know i i don't really don't care about not caring which doesn't make any sense something like that but i don't care a ton it's not the end all like you were saying with yields don't have to have just absolute maximum yields i'm growing more for enjoying growing different strains can't wait to grow my first auto flower i already found out that i have my spectrum kings about a foot or even more too high off my canopy this last grow, but I was so happy with how everything was looking. I didn't even think to, you know, it's like, that's what I wanted to do. Mount them to the ceiling and forget about them. And they're like, no, you don't want them three feet off the canopy, dude. So, um, but I grew a bunch of really nice flower. Well, I told Brendan over at Spectrum King, I'm like, dude, I think I'm hoping, I think I'm going to get like three pounds off this harvest with the SK 600s with the two of them. And he's like, kind of, I got the vibe. He kind of like, Hmm. I'm like, what, is that not enough? He's like, dude, I got a couple guys that got three pounds per light on those. I'm like, man, that's not that's not why I'm growing with your lights. You know, I'm not trying to be that three guy. Three pounds out so. of a six hundred. I, I don't know about that, guys. No, and I'm not actually positive right. he said that. So don't put. That's just. I was just trying to make the story okay, sound even okay. awesomer. But he was saying, like, yeah, definitely. He's like, I'd think, you know, I'm like Brendan, if I'm growing for that or i'm picking strains to grow for that and i don't hit shit hard man i just measured my uh ppm today one month into flowering and it was at uh i think 900 and that's almost about as some now i go to 1200 i think sometimes supposed to be bro that's what it's supposed to be that's how you get i mean i've tasted your weed it's fucking amazing yeah, I, don't, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what, do but, you what do you, you know, uh, in, uh, anyway, like when I was in Amsterdam, like you go in, uh, you know, McDonald's or whatever it was, and it says, thank you, D-A-N-K-U, like that's their thank you, like it's a donka <laughs> or something. I got to bounce, guys, and I will say before I do, give us some feedback here. Um, you don't have to, but we might be changing up some things with the show. Uh, Scotty wants to uh, kick out. Whoa, uh, man. He wants, he wants Are you, to hear us five days You're unleashing week. our master plan, man? 
So master plan would be Dude Grow Show coming at you in full force five, five days a week. Five minutes shorter shows, shows, man. Easily digestible was my idea. Man. There's no way Scotty can do a 45 minute show. That's well, why I don't. Fully no, they started out as 30 minute shows, by the way. But I just figured there's no fucking way. So do a 45 minute show. No worries, man. For your drive time, yeah, for, man. 45 Wake minutes bake, means like out. an hour and 15. But anyway, we're gonna try it, guys. I think we're gonna uh, also be improving on making every show a video show so you can choose which one you want or both, you know, and uh, keep evolving with the Internet. Yeah, man. It's, there's so <laughs> much opportunity to uh, to reach people with, with YouTube. Fuck, man. We might as well use it. I mean, half our videos or half our, you know, it's a, I do it now, man. I, some people say, hey, you should watch this video. It's really good. And it comes up and it's an hour and 50 minutes long. And I'm like, Ugh, I don't know if I can watch that video. But, yeah, maybe a more digestible 40, 45-minute long uh, Dude Grows shows might be in order, I'm thinking. Well, you can get a little news and grow talk all in one and sip on your cannabis tea, hopefully. Yeah, but keep anyways. on telling dude, man. You know, when Henry Ford asked people what they wanted, they told him a faster horse. No? Nothing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right brother all right i'm gonna get out of here and you guys take her easy and peace yeah, out yeah man i will talk to you no we're not i guess i'll have to start getting used to saying i'll talk to you tomorrow dude man but uh i will talk to you soon until then take her easy what does peace out even oh, mean? i don't know man i think it means like i'm leaving in peace you weren't supposed to answer that. That was going to be the oh. end of the show. Later. <laughs>